0: All right, welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Recording this one as a recap of a pretty in-depth article we saw on The Athletic, courtesy of NBA insider Sam Amick. He talks about the Ben Simmons saga, what's going on as we are now officially a month into the season. So quite a few things to break down from that. But before I do, as always, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we are there And of course, check us out at LibertyBallers.com. We always appreciate a five-star review if you're inclined to give us one. So interesting Thursday morning with a pretty in-depth piece, as I mentioned off the top. Sam Emick of The Athletic wrote about what's going on with the Ben Simmons stuff. Now, nothing earth-shattering in terms of something is imminent in regard to Ben coming back or Ben being traded, but it really was a nice piece. And you do have to have a subscription to read it, but if you get the chance to definitely do check it out, uh, it basically went over what's been going on with Ben and kind of what the perception is around the league. And so because Simmons and his camp, of course, Rich Paul of, of clutch sports, one of the biggest power brokers in the league and not even really in the NBA, really uh, across the sporting world at this point uh, took the stance and said, Hey, you know, Ben needs mental health help. And we're trying to get this figured out. And the Sixers are exasperating the issues more than they're helping them. And the Sixers really have taken issue with the fact that not that Ben is saying that he needs help, but with the fact that he didn't really come to them originally and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. I'm, I'm having some stuff going on in my mind. And Amick mentions this in the article that the Sixers say he didn't raise the mental health component until October 22nd, which coincided with the same day that he complained about having a sore back. And again, that was hard for the the team to diagnose. And that's where the Sixers are at, that, hey, if you're having these mental health problems, and again, I'm not going to speak to if anybody should be able to play or shouldn't. I think mental health is something that is subjective. And if people need help with it, you know, one person might be able to deal with a certain issue a certain way and it might have a negative effect on someone else. So again, I'm not gonna sit here and comment on on if Ben is telling the truth or not. But the way the Sixers are looking at this is well, you know, work with our doctors, work with our professionals, and let's try and figure out how we can help you. And I think that's been kind of the stalemate between the two and and the perception of, of many people, whether you look on social media, there's been a few articles about well. You know, is Ben using this as a tool to stay away from the team and and still collect his check? Because as you recall, the Sixers are now fighting Ben for not joining them on the the six game road trip that they're currently on. They're playing Denver on, on Thursday night on the third stop of that road trip. But so that's where the Sixers are at is, okay? you're not really you're not really giving us everything and you're not giving us access and you're not allowing us to try and help you. So I think this is staying at a stalemate. And Sam Amick talked about this in the, in the article as well, is that, and I'm quoting here, a source with knowledge of the list said there's approximately 30 players who would satisfy the Sixers in a Simmons swap. And there's an internal belief that a fair amount of them, let's say five to 10 could become available in the next year or two. And while it might sound like a long list, consider this much, it's approximately 6% of the league and the rough equivalent to the number of all-stars selected every season. And so, you know, Amick does refer to the fact that Damian Lillard's on that list, James Harden's on that list, Bradley Beal's on that list. But, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast network, is that we got to kind of wait to see how things shake out in the NBA in terms of which teams are going to be available for, you know, wanting to make moves to improve their roster as they feel like, hey, we can make a playoff run or a championship run. You're seeing that. I mean, look at the Wizards in the East they are 10 and four. I think if you would have asked anybody prior to the season, if you thought the Washington Wizards would be sitting on top of the conference, 14, 15 games into the season, I don't think many people would have said yes. So looking around at this, I think we have to let this situation play out. And I've mentioned this on my previous podcast with Jackson Frank, that the trailblazers are a situation to to keep specifically an eye on. Yeah, they won a couple in a row. But given the uncertainty in their front office with the investigation into Neil Olshi, you also have what's going on with the team president stepping down, Chauncey Billups taking over there as a new head coach. So if Portland continues to struggle, we might see the organization, and especially if something really bad comes out of that Olshi investigation, you might see that team start to blow things up and start fresh. So again, I think this is going to take some time. And especially with the deadline, the trade deadline scheduled for February the 10th. I don't think the Sixers feel like they're in a rush to making a move here. And, you know, Sam Emek talks about this in his piece that I've mentioned a few times now that there isn't a trade coming anytime soon. And yeah, the Sixers have struggled since starting off eight and two and, and now find themselves at eight and seven after losing five in a row. And again, I attribute that more to the fact that they're missing an MVP level player in Joel Embiid, obviously their best defender, I feel like, or one of the top two, at least on the roster right now. With Matisse Stiebel, they're both out to the league's health and safety protocols. They were obviously missing Tobias Harris. We've seen Seth Curry miss a a game or two. We've seen Ferg miss a game with a wrist problem. So again, a lot of this has been the result of what's happening off the court. And I feel like the Sixers have proven that when they're fully loaded and they're healthy and they have all their guys, they're a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference. You know, you don't start off eight and two and have a full arsenal of players and and rely on, okay, we're probably going to come back down to earth, especially given the talent that the Sixers have. You got the MVP guy, Joel Abid, you got a borderline all-star in Tobias Harris and a ton of great role players. As I mentioned, Seth Curry, uh, Firk, we're loving what we're seeing from Tyrese Maxey. He's taking a huge step in his game. So I think in the long run, the Sixers feel like, yeah, we don't have to rush. And, and I've said this before too, on the podcast, that that's the right approach at this point. You don't want to make a move just for the sake of making it. And I really feel like if the Sixers sell now, they're selling low and you're looking around at this. And, and this is another thing that Amic mentions in his piece is that the perception around the league is okay. Simmons is dealing with some stuff in terms of his mental health. That's not related specifically to the Sixers. Although I'm sure that's a part of it, that he's also dealing with some stuff outside of basketball. And so some of the league's perception on that is, well, why would we want to take on that risk at this point with four years left on his contract? Why do we, you know, what, what, if we do make a trade for him, is he going to be able to come over and help us immediately? And so, you know, the, again, the feeling around the league is this guy's got to figure that out first. If he's able to figure that out, then we'll, you know, maybe we'll look at making a deal. But right now the perception is that's not going to happen anytime soon. So the other option is, is he a, any closer to coming back and playing for the Sixers? And Sam Emick says, and this is his wording, not mine. Hell no. So I think that gives us a pretty good idea of if Ben's going to be coming back anytime soon and it doesn't look like it. And so I think for the Sixers right now, they're playing things right. Take your time, see what's out there. And, you know, again, if, and Daryl Morey talked about this earlier in the season where he talked about Aaron Rodgers coming back and, and playing for the Packers, despite all the animosity between those two parties, I, again, I don't see that happening. I think Ben in my opinion, I think Ben is, from the financial aspect, still trying to have his cake and eat it too in the sense of being like, well, I'm not going to necessarily do everything that's asked of me other than playing basketball because if he's dealing with whatever issues he's dealing with, but I want to make sure I'm getting paid. And the Sixers are like, no, you know, you're not talking to our doctors, you're not talking to our professionals and you're not really following what the protocol should be. So therefore, we're going to withhold that money. So again, I think this still made looks like it's going to last quite a while and and one of amic sources says that that this is could be a multi-year thing um I think that would be crazy but stranger things have happened and Daryl Morey is known to be a very very patient man and so we'll wait and see what happens here I think possibly if the Sixers are at or near the top of the conference as we get towards February 10th and we're in the new year that maybe he does feel like hey we can make a trade and I've mentioned this one before that we can get Tyrese out Halliburton second year guy at of Sacramento along with a shooter like buddy yield, put them around our guys. We have a very deep roster at that point and let's make a run at a championship. And the other option is I'm not going to sacrifice the long run as an, I'm going to try and get an all-star level player for Ben Simmons for the short run, which is try and chase a championship this season. So a lot left to play out. It was interesting to see that the Sixers have roughly a, a list of 30 people and getting to read some inside information on the fact that, Hey, you know what? the perception about Ben around the league right now not exactly great not exactly at a point that we feel that you know he's worth taking on the risk but again give it a month here a month and a half and we'll see what happens around the league we're in that, that team i just mentioned with with Halliburton and Buddy Hill the Sacramento Kings who you know are on a free for all now you know they're they're 6 and 9 there's some rumors that Luke Walton's job security isn't exactly great there and if that team continues to falter given how long they've just seems like they've been in a perpetual rebuild that they might be forced. And Monty McNair has a connection to Daryl Morey. They used to work together in Houston. So that could be something to keep an eye on. The Timberwolves are sitting at five and nine. Uh, They're doing worse than expected. So you're looking around this and there could be some guys available once teams start to realize that they're out of the playoff hunt and you're going to add a 25 year old and Ben Simmons who still has something to offer in terms of the fact that he's a three-time all-star and all NBA first team defense type talent too so a lot left to play out i just don't think the sixers need to rush it but it was good getting some information from sam Amick, like i mentioned if you can't check that article out on the athletic that'll do it for this episode of sixers daily before i wrap up don't forget you can subscribe to the liberty ballers podcast network anywhere you get your fix and of course check us out at libertyballers.com i'll be back to recap the sixers matchup against a tough denver team so hopefully The Sixers can get a win there and the losing streak, and we see Joe and Matisse Dibal back on the court soon enough.